following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. With me, as always, my co-host, Matt Keo. Matt, how we doing today? Good. Matt, I'm coming in hot right off the bat. Um, the Probably one of the only times or maybe one of the fewest times a punter in the NFL has been like front stage and it was for nothing. It was national news, good. wasn't it? National news, and it was not any sort of good news. Like, terrible news. No. Matt Ariza, just, listen, the more and more I hear about this story, and again, everything's been allegedly, hasn't been criminally charged yet, whatever, um, but everything that's coming out more and more, and everything that I'm reading more and more about this guy, even if... Half of it is ends up being true. Right. Half of these allegations end up being true. What a scumbag. I know. Like and you know what? I'm I'm glad that he's not anywhere near this organization anymore. No, I think everybody is too. It's uh, I don't know. It's gross. It's just it's terrible. I mean, the whole story with for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure is none of you. Um, you know, he was, uh, there was a party, football party at his house or just a Halloween party at his house. I heard it was like off campus, off campus housing, but yeah. he was, it was his resident. So oh, okay. like it was his apartment, his building, his whatever, his house. Right. Um, a underage girl who said she was, said she was from Grossmont, which I was confused. Apparently there's a Grossmont high school and apparently there's a Grossmont yeah. college. I mean, that's, that's that, kind of common though. That's that's common, but especially if it's like yeah, but you know, but still, that's irrelevant. Um, you know, she came into the party. Um, apparently, they were talking or whatever. He, they apparently had sex outside. Then he brought her back into his room, um, or brought her back into a room. I don't know if it was his room where there were three or four or five, however many other guys were up there, and apparently they allegedly took turns, basically gang raping her. Um, and again, all of these are allegations. All of these are, I'm sure, more and more will come out as the story develops. But there's also there's also stuff out there where she says that she might, because uh, she was given a beer, she was given a drink, yeah. and she got groggy, she got loopy, where she was kind of in and out of consciousness. Um, so she wasn't sure if there was something put in her beer when she was a first or in her drink when she was first given to her. Right. Which is even all the more scummy. The thing that the thing that really got me now granted, all of that if allegedly happened was bad. But yeah. the fact that when she made the call that was monitored by the police, um, at the police station, he asked her or he told her, you know, you might want to get checked out for chlamydia. <laughs> Like, you, you might want to get tested for chlamydia. And then she said, 
you know, well, wait, does that mean we had sex? Right. And just, um, this is Matariza. I don't know what happened. I got so, I was so ass faced and just hung up the phone. Right. First of all, why are you telling somebody to get checked out for any kind of STD if you didn't have yep. intercourse with them? Yep. And the, again, the underage is 17, or sorry, the age of consent in California is 18. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you at least had sex with a minor. Yeah. It's just so many things are wrong with that phone call. Yep. And the fact that when she asked you if you had sexual intercourse, you have to state your name, say, I was S-faced, I don't know what happened, and hang up the phone. Oh, gosh. It's, there's just, and again, that's not a quote. I don't know what the exact quote was. So right. just, there's so many things wrong, <laughs> like with everything on there. Like, what are you doing? Everything is not helping his case. Nothing's helping his case. Not even his own lawyer is helping his case. And there's a few people, and thank goodness it's a very small few, because I'd say like 95%, 96% of the people out there are like, this is egregious, this is horrible. Right. Again, all of these are allegations, not saying it's true, false, whatever. I'm sure we're going to hear more side from Matt Ariza. I'm sure we're going to hear more from um, Jane Doe, the victim, her lawyer. But there are... It's there's some people out there that are just well, you know, it's a setup, it's a money grab, it's a cash grab. This was it's, like it's why did she wait until or why did her lawyer wait until he it sounded like he was going to make the bills team just no. 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 <laughs> this wasn't it, I heard that it was like filed in October. She went she went to the police uh the, the San Diego Police Department um, the next day, yeah, she went the the next day, and this was this allegedly happened October ish time. I'm not sure the exact date, but October in two thousand in 2021, so yeah. last year, before he even was pro. But what I what the most what the more egregious thing is, why are we just hearing about this now? I mean, I know supposedly there was an article in the L.A. Times back in June, yeah, but why? Like, why are there not? Why have there not been charges on her? Why was he allowed to finish the, the 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 team? Why did San Diego State do nothing? And and they're claiming, oh, the police told us not to investigate, not because they didn't, we didn't want to hinder their investigation. Yeah, investigate nothing. You can at least suspend the kid, right. pull the kid off the team, tell the coach, hey, listen, you're the coach. You can say who's starting and who's not starting. This kid's not starting. Make up some reason. Right. Just don't associate with it. I mean, it's. Terrible. And why is this just coming to light now? Why were file charges not filed? Even even after that phone call, the next day. I mean, this was way back in October. Believe me, or forgive me if I'm wrong. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure San Diego State made a bowl game. Yeah. Last year. They they finished what, twelve and two? Twelve and three. They 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 had a twelve win regular season. So I'm sure they're in a bowl game, if not a pretty big bowl. but And those are played in December, January. You're playing games. It's not like the, the season is, what, maybe halfway through in the end of, in the end of October? Yeah. I mean, why, are, why did it take so long? I heard, like, the entire campus knew about it, too. That's 
utterly disgusting. Like, yeah. why? It's nasty. I mean, criminal. in my opinion, criminal charges should have at least been filed months ago. Just because you're a football player doesn't mean you can get away with stuff. I understand why maybe the campus would, all right, we're having our best season ever. We just want to make, but why did, if, if they didn't investigate it, why did it take so long for the San Diego Police Department to at least put shit forward? Yeah, the ball was dropped. I mean, it just seems like a, and again, maybe more evidence is going to come out why it wasn't, why it wasn't pursued, whatever. I have no idea. But like I said, usually where there's smoke, there's fire. The, the voice conversation with the police department seems like just horrible. That alone, that alone seems like there should have been enough evidence to pursue this. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. And, you know, then it puts, like, the bills in an awkward situation later on when stuff does. I was I'm always curious if they actually knew about it when they drafted him or if he didn't disclose that. They're they're claiming that they didn't know. There are a few NFL executives out there that are starting to claim, and who knows if they're just saying this to make the Bills look more in bad light. Who knows if this is actually true. But they're saying that, you know, we knew about this back in April. We knew about this. Our investigators under or, uh, found out about this. He was, quote-unquote, the punt god. And suppose, I mean, he won the uh, the punter of the year, the um, Rich Guy Award. He can punt. I mean, he, he dropped a 68-yard punt. There's no question about that. But... He was the third punter taken off the board in the draft. So yeah. he didn't even go first overall for punting, which maybe those executives did know. I mean, honestly, it, it's a position where how many of your draft experts are even looking at punters right. in the first place? Right. Most of, the, most of the punters come into the league undrafted free agents. So how much um, are you actually looking into a punter? But the Bills, I mean, Matt Hawk did not have a great year last year. In fact, statistically, I think he was the worst punter last yeah, year. Wasn't he like punting some that would like go backwards? <laughs> <laughs> he might have had a backwards punt this year. He was that bad. So obviously, Buffalo would have been one of those teams that were wanted a punter or needed a punter, or at least I'm sure you're not picking a punter first overall. No, but, but it was on their mind. So you would think. Anybody that they looked into, they would at least uncover something. So who knows if they knew about it or didn't know about it. If if it was a quarterback in this position getting drafted, I feel like the coverage of this would have been very more widely known in the draft. Oh, absolutely. I feel like this plays out way earlier. This is something that plays out way back in February, March. Right. Like, um, you know, because like you said, they don't investigate punters that much. But if it was a quarterback, it'd be a little different. Absolutely. Now, according to the attorney, he says, and I, I think the Bills have um, confirmed this, but the attorney, I think he said he came out and, and told the Bills or warned the Bills that something like this is going to happen um, as early as July, beginning of July, I believe they said. Where Dan Dan Gillian or or Gillian I forgot what the guy's name is the attorney for Jane Doe reached out and said to uh, somebody at the Bills office and said listen you know 
this is what allegedly happened. My client is alleging this took place. Um, this guy that you drafted. Oh, so not Matt Ariza's lawyer. No, no, no. The, the, the other, okay. The other guy. Um, again, they haven't said, because apparently Matt Ariza told the Bills that as well. But they're not, It it. I haven't been able to see, like, did Jane Doe's attorney say it first to the Bills or did Matt Ariza's attorney and Matt Ariza say it first to the Bills? But the the attorney did warn the Bills that something like this was coming. Do you think the Bills should have acted sooner than they did? <sighs> well, I think it's the situation is, you know, the same as – not the same as Deshaun Watson because Deshaun, Deshaun Watson has like – that was bad enough as it is. Over but. like ten accus like accusers. Um you know, the problem is is that everybody's innocent until proven guilty, but that you also have this whole thing that like it's a pretty serious accusation, it's a pretty serious charge that you don't want to be associated with if you're an organization like the Bills. Um and you know, I definitely I believe, I don't know them personally, but I believe that, like, you know, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott are human beings who have a very kind of, like, sensitive side of them. So they understand that, you know, it is serious. And and no matter whether these are accusations or cold facts, you could tell by the press conferences that they are already pretty sad and eaten up about it yeah oh it was they were definitely somber they were really not like so i don't know i don't know if they like if their actions were delayed or what have you but you know the the moral of it is that they did kick them off which I'm glad that they did. Oh, for sure. And if you look at the timing that the story actually became public, they were, I believe it was the Friday or the Thursday or Friday before the Carolina game. Yeah. So they, you know, the the timing of it was a little awkward for the Bills. You know, they had already been, they had already flown down or were in the midst of flying down to Carolina um, to get ready for that game. He didn't come on the field Um I thought it was interesting, too, that people, uh, I guess it was coming out, that he didn't even come off, when he came off the bus, he didn't even come off in Bill's attire. Like, there was no, he was, you would have thought he was just some average Joe Schmo. Didn't have any Bill's attire, didn't have any Bill's gear, any Bill's equipment, anything. Right. Um, so that could have been something that they had already made their decision. Uh, definitely didn't play in the game. And he was ultimately released from the team uh, within 48 hours yeah. of the story being made public, public, right? Not apparently of the bills being made public or with a, the bills, but so they did. They did respond pretty quickly to that. Could they have responded quicker if they, you know, did know about it early in July? Um, that's. I mean, who knows? It's all speculation. It's all speculation. I am glad that they did, did kick him off, did respond the way that they kicked him off. And again, 
if this turns out to be untrue, if this turns off uh, turns out to be fabricated, a lie, a ca- where it is a cash grab, with him and his attorney are saying, then you know what, this kid's this kid's good enough where he'll get, he'll get picked up by another team, right? Whether it's the Bills again, whether it's somebody else. So I don't feel bad for him on that part. No, but but for the time being, it's better for people to distance themselves. Absolutely, and. If it is, if it is uh, turned out to be false and he had nothing at all to do with it, I might feel a little bad. I'll, I'll feel a little bad for him and shame on the the girl and the and the attorney. Right. But it's not looking anywhere like that. No. Like it's the the thing that did it for me. The thing that and again, I'm I'm no lawyer. I'm no whatever. All allegations, but the thing that really kind of convinced me, like, okay, something's something's not right. Something something happened that shouldn't have happened was the call. Yeah, his response on the call at the police, whether it was at the police station or not, the the police were listening in on it, um, and they were apparently feeding her what to say, and the fact that he asked her, "Did you get you know you might want to get checked out for chlamydia." And, you know, when she asked if they had sex, uh, this is Matt Ariza. I don't know what uh, – I, I was too S-faced last night. Why are you trying – I mean, that just – that last statement smacks of something like, ooh, yeah. somebody might be listening. Let me uh, uh, know. I, I, I don't remember. I don't recall. Right. I don't remember. Yeah, no, that's – it's. It's unfortunate if it comes out to be true. It's unfortunate that a person with that much talent and that much, you know, promise in their career does something stupid. And you know, you see this a lot with professional athletes, and it's sad. But you know, it's their life, and if they want to, yeah, do stupid stuff. And I mean, that's been another thing with articles um, that I've read too. Is it, it's and I I hope to God this isn't true, but a lot of people are saying, like, you have no idea. This is just the tip of the iceberg that happens in college sports. Like, this is not uncommon yeah. at all. For and I'm not saying every football player does no. this at all. Please don't don't take that meaning. Um, I would like to think the vast majority of any athletes are good people, brought up well, but. This people are saying this happens a lot more frequently than you think it does. This is not definitely not the first time it happens, and unfortunately, probably won't be the last time something like this happens. No, I mean, I'm I'm just glad as a Bills fan, as a NFL fan, that you know, with the with the Bills, we even even before anything like really starts getting going and stuff like that we're like no you're you're done we're we're, we're going to cut you from our team we don't want to be associated with you Deshaun Watson on the other hand gets traded and is making money and he only got suspended for a couple games yeah <laughs> no team the, the, both neither the Texans nor the Browns are like no we don't want you they're like we'll trade for you we'll trade for you yeah that's so that's so scummy yeah, I mean it's, and again, thankfully, it, obviously, we're not in a quarterback situation where we would need to make that decision. But we already talked about it. Like I said, if we trade, if we if if we didn't have Allen and we had our team and we just needed a quarterback and we made that trade for Deshaun Watson, Blake. All right, you know what? 
uh, it's been a nice run of a Bills fan here, but right. um, I'm. Uh, you know. I don't think that the 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 front office of this team would have done that. They wouldn't have. No, because you know, like I said, they have shown um, humanity and you know just actual real feelings beforehand. So, but yeah, it's it's uh, oof. Yeah. And it is saying here that I guess um, somebody from the Bills office uh, spoke to the lawyer, Dan Gillian, um, in late July. During that call, Bean said Gillian, quote, laid out some of the things that they were accusing Matt uh, Matt and others of. Because it was – I know there were three – there was Matt um, and two other players, one who I think is still a redshirt freshman on the team. The other yeah. – the other's no longer with the school, or at least no longer on the team. No, I think he left for another team. So – um, if those two are – hopefully something happens to those two and we start hearing about those two scumbags too, if it is true. Um, so they apparently knew about it late July. But again, tried to do some of the research after that. Maybe the research started at that point. And again, and, and um, Bean even said, hey, listen, I'm a, I'm a football GM. Sean's a – head coach right we're not we're not investigators we're not juries you know we're not cops we we do we get as much information as we can and we do the best we make the best decisions we can with that information right they also it is something too where you also don't want to rush to judgment you know you want to but i think ultimately and who knows when they knew all the all the facts i think they i mean i think they didn't try to hide it. I don't. I don't think they tried to cover it up. I think once they realized the seriousness of it, they cut bait, which they did. Did they make a mistake in drafting him? Sure, but who knows how much information they knew about it, if any at all. That right, point. right. Oh, they just they 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 acted accordingly, and they I think did the right thing. I don't think there's many Bills player Bills players and or fans out there that are openly against the decision to cut him. No. In fact, uh, who was it? Deion Dawkins that said, listen, we're moving on. He ain't on our team. We're, you know, why are we still talking about him? Right. You know. Amen to that. And I agree. And, you know, I'm hoping by the first, by game, by week one, this is no longer a topic. No. And again, not to make, not to make light of it, because you know, if if this did happen, I hope this young lady gets all the justice that she has coming for her. And right. she's even said, "Listen, I never once asked money. In fact, wasn't it that that Matt Ariza's parents were the ones that reached out to his lawyer about a settlement?" Really, I believe. In fact, you could look you could look that up. But I believe his parents were the ones that supposedly reached out to. To the girl's lawyer, the girl's lawyer, and said, "Listen, um, you do realize, you know, if he doesn't make the bills, or you do realize um, if he doesn't make the bills, there's not going to be any money. So you might want to, you know, take a settlement while it's there." Um, I again, those were alleged texts or whatever from the lawyer, but still, not a good look either. It's just, it's just not a good look all around. Yeah. 
Um, and then Matt, Matt Ariza's parents also were saying that he's getting death threats now. The family's getting death threats and this and that. Well, I mean, and you know what? If it's true, I'm not. I, I got no sympathy for you. Like, bro. Like, if you did what you did, I got no sympathy. I'm yeah. not saying right or wrong. I'm not right. saying he should be getting death threats. Not at all. But I got no sympathy for you. You sleep in the bed that you make, bro. Because if it is true, that is the that's the worst thing that you can do to a human being. I almost, I, I almost want to say it's borderline worse than murder. Oh, right, because the person has to live with it. The person has to live with it. The person, especially if they see that person or if if that person's in, like, the spotlight or in the news, you have to relive that. You have to see that. And even if you read some of her journal or her journal things, she's like, it was, like, she a lot of times she's, like, blaming herself. You know, why did I go up there? Why She did nothing wrong. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and nobody, nobody, and and that's the oh, look what he did, look what she did, look what they were wearing, look bull, bull. bullshit, <laughs> nothing, nothing gives any person the right to do that to somebody else, nothing. There's no excuses. I don't want to hear the lame. Oh, what was she wearing? She was drunk. She shouldn't have been at the college party. She was only a high school student. I don't give a damn. Nothing, and and you are the lowest form. Of scum, if you did that, anybody that does that, right, dude? Who knows? Maybe, maybe the dude will go to prison. If it's found true, I hope so. I mean, if it's found true, I hope one of them would. If it, if it's, if it's true, I hope he does, and I hope everybody else in that room. Again, these are all allegations. We have no idea what's true, what's false. Um, Hopefully. This will go to uh, criminal court and they'll decide, you know, in front of a judge, a jury, and do it the right way. But if he is found guilty, if that group of individuals is found guilty in a court of law beyond reasonable doubt, I hope they rot. Yeah. For as long as possible. Dude, that kid was going to make over a million dollars. Punting the ball. Yep. Punting the ball. I always thought I'd make a good punter or kicker. Just because, you know, the soccer player. And I'm sure, I mean, you were a goaltender, so, I mean, you had to be punting out soccer balls, like, pretty much all the time. Yeah, but it's different. It is different. <laughs> but once you get that basic swing down, it's something that can translate over. Kind of. I watched this one guy on YouTube. He's the punter for Oklahoma, um, the Sooners. And um, I watched some of, like, his, like, training and stuff like that. It's a different kick. Because like goalkeeper, really? like goalkeeper for soccer is like, you know, we kind of like let it roll off our feet. Our yeah, fingers, you go like the one hand, the one hand, and we kind of hit it on the side because we want to give it some oomph to yeah, it. Yeah, I guess they kick on if it you straight cook it. up, and like they, I think it, it has something to do with the release of the ball too, and like well, you definitely want to get lower, and you want to actually, and I didn't realize this either. You like you're not just holding the ball straight; you're no. getting a little curve on it. Yeah, so you're putting a. a a, a bit of a curve on it because you wanted to like nose dive down. Yeah, and it also depends on different different types of kicks. Whether you're angling the kick, whether you're hitting more of a line drive, Plus more their of a sky. Just, their legs just go up like super super far. Oh, you've got to be flexible. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure a lot of these guys are doing nothing but like yoga flexibility. Um, 
I've heard a couple of them before have taken like gymnastics or yeah. not gymnastics. Well, gymnastics dance. and dance. Yeah. To keep their their groin and legs and everything flexible. I feel like just a kicker would be easier. You'd think? Yeah, cuz I feel like being a soccer player would translate better to that. I could see that. Again, a little bit more of you know, as a soccer player, you want to lean back, but at the same time, you don't want to lean all the way back because you're skying at 10, 15 yards over the net. So you do want to get a little bit more over the ball when you're kicking a soccer ball. Right, but I mean, like, okay, I guess for, for like, goalkeepers and people who take goal kicks, it's different because That's you do, true, you do not, lean back yeah. for goal kicks because you want to send it flying rather than, like, a lower. That is true. You're looking for more distance as opposed to accuracy. You want to get it up. Yep. So, it's I, th- I mean, you know. It's always important to get it up, you know. you. <laughs> In bad taste. <laughs> Why? No, but I get what you mean there. I get what you mean. Uh, you want to you want to get the ball up in the air, but it is. See, I guess I never really thought about that because I was more of a midfielder where I'm looking to get over the ball. But like you're right, I'm looking to get the ball on net. Yeah. I'm looking to get the ball. You know, whether at at most. Maybe I'm looking to get it up a little bit just to get it into the upper 90s, to get it in the top corner. Yeah. So I, I want to send it. Um, yeah. I never thought about that. So, I mean, I guess, like, a kicker would be easier than a punter. Punters, I feel, would be really punters. Hard. Punters, I feel like, though, there's a lot less pressure on it. Uh, I feel like there's more pressure. On a punter? Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not winning a game in the last seconds because of a punt, no, winning or if losing. You, if you can't punt efficiently and effectively, then you're setting up your team for disaster. Yes, but you can if if your defense can at least recover from a bad punt. Like let's say if uh even if you're backed up in your own 10-yard line and your punter goes out there and shanks a punt to the, uh, you know, a 30-yard punt and shanks it, so the offense is starting at the 40, your defense can at least have that opportunity to go out there and bail you out and maybe hold you to a field goal. Um, whereas a kicker kicking that extra point, kicking that, field goal late in the game, if you mess up, especially if you mess up with the game on the line, ain't nobody bailing you out. That's fair. I mean, nobody's bailing you out. No. So I don't know. I mean, like, both both won't get, like, if you get hit, it's a foul. So, like, but it's true. But I feel like you get... Well, not always. I mean, remember the Seattle game where our kicker yeah. got destroyed and that's, there was nothing called? That's true. I feel like if you... I feel like you get rushed more, though, as a... Um, as a kicker or as a punter? As a punter. You think more? I would think it'd be about the same. I mean, especially late in the game, if it's a game-winning year at that point, you just want to get any any piece of your body onto that ball as that you can. Yeah, but if you're a punter, you have to hold it and you have to kick it. If you're a kicker, somebody's a place kicking like some a placeholder for you. That is true. So like if it's a bad snap and like it's up here, you gotta grab that and then get ready to punt rather than just standing there and waiting for the person to get the ball and then you kick it. True. But also as a kicker, I mean if you get that that lower trajectory kick, 
you're getting guys that can make that jump or do that elevation to bat it down at the line of scrimmage or at the, uh, yeah, at the line of scrimmage where you're not, as a punter, I mean, you're getting it up in the air pretty quickly. You're not, nobody's, let's put it this way, none of your defensive linemen or linemen that are rushing the ball, they're not jumping up to block a punt in midair. It's your gunners that are going to, or not your gunners, it's your outside rushers Yeah, they are going to look to Unless make, you to like pull like a camp chancellor and jump over the line. True. Those were awesome when he did it. <laughs> that was that was amazing. There were so many um there were so many I almost feel badly for guys on special teams, especially if you're looking at to like block a punch or block a kick, because I feel like when you finally find something that works, like either like getting leverage on another player or pushing those offensive linemen down or whatever, it'll work. But then if it works too well, you know what? Next year we're making that a penalty or right. something. It's just there. It's like, man, come on. I just perfected this, I know. and you're taking it away from me. That's, I mean, that's where most penalties come in when, when players get so good at what they do at their position that they're like, uh, no. I was watching, like, a promo for the NFL back in the 70s, and the caption with the promo says, like, everything in these promos is a penalty now in 2022. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It, I mean, to be honest— the game was a lot different in the seventies. You could, oh my god, you could kill people almost, and you still not get a foul. There were, I was watching in the seven uh, a video of seventies and eighties football. Oh my god! And first of all, these guys aren't wearing anywhere near the protection that they're wearing now. Some of these guys, forget the face masks. Some of these guys had like kicker face masks where they just have the one bar straight across like so yeah. that they could see everything. And I mean, mama mia, these guys were getting lit up like they are some of these guys are literally just launching themselves so that they can crack a guy right under the jaw, right under the helmet. Like it's <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, you look at it and it's not like these were maybe one hit a week. I mean, these were like four or five hits a game. Yeah. Like a game. And they still happening. got up too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they would get up. But like they, you don't see people rushing the quarterback and grabbing them by like their chest and whipping them back like a suplex anymore. Yeah, like grabbing what's the horse collar tackle now that is. Yeah. Or just literally there were some, I think it was LT that I saw that literally like came around, grabbed the guy by the head, and, like, almost just, like, uh, dog-tied him down to the ground. Like, just, yeah. I mean, it was You could close on people. Oh, yeah. They didn't. They really didn't care if you, as long as you touch them and they fall. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter like, if it's. I'm surprised those guys held on to the ball. Like, oh my God. in today's time, I have a feeling I'd have a hard time holding on to the ball. And they can't hit you nearly as hard. I mean, there's still some pretty hard hits out there. Like, I think my favorite hit that I've ever witnessed was the one on um, that rookie in the Super Bowl versus the Patriots and the Eagles. Kid catches the ball and instantly turns around, and Malcolm Jenkins just knocks him clean out. It was like within the first couple plays because he catches, he turns around and kind of does like a J hook route, turns around, Brady gets it to him, and as soon as he turns back around, he gets lit up. And was knocked out out of the game <laughs> within the first play. It was that. I mean, it's like, and I think after that, Pat, like the rules for the game season after were revised. I think that was during like the helmet to helmet contact kind of 
era. And man, just thinking of someone, some of those helmet to helmet things. I mean, whew. and that's just that's the thing that that is like lost from from football nowadays, where you hear the yeah. like you don't hear like that pop anymore. You can't because if you well, when you do hear that noise now, you're like, that's a penalty. Like, yeah, like you, you not only is it a penalty, but could be ejection, could be suspension. Like it's like leading with the head. I'm sorry if I'm running down the field and I have this this linebacker in my way. How am I? Bless you. Thank you. Um, how am I not supposed? Like how am I supposed to truck through this guy if I can't like, like even not leaning like leading with your head? Your head's in front. You just gotta like look down and put your shoulder to it. But still, that's that's also it's just stupid. Yeah. Nowadays, there are some things that I think has, have gone a little too far. Like, I get wanting to get rid of um, helmet-to-helmet contact for sure, but a quarterback, I mean, there's been times— oh, Like roughing the passers? Roughing the passer. There's been times where a player's been getting blocked, and his hand happens on the come-by to just, like, hit the top, of the, the top of the quarterback's helmet, and all of a sudden, that's a 15-yard penalty. I mean, there's no, there's no damage there. There's no, I get it. You want to— some of that stuff is a little like Clay Matthews. Like the last couple seasons, he was playing every play he touched the quarterback was a perfect the passer call. Yeah, that was that turned into a joke at the end. of Is the he season. still in the league? I don't think so. I feel like he did those State Farm commercials with Aaron Rodgers, and then that was about just, it. Just, just faded off into the sun. Faded off. What? What was the? You know, the roughing the passer. This wasn't roughing the passer. It's a joke, but it was actual brawl when uh, Rudolph from. The Steelers got his got hit in the head with his own helmet. That was Miles Garrett yeah. from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he got it was a safety or what, but they were tussled. They were like on the ground. Miles Garrett ripped off his helmet and literally like clonked him on. And he made contact. Oh yeah. He didn't hit like if he would have hit him like right on the crown of the head. Ooh, that guy might have been. I might... mean, did you see Aaron Rodgers? Uh, not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Donalds. Donald. He he almost flattened that helmet on that on the other dude. Now I I didn't see the incident. Did he actually make contact? Has he hit, did he hit two people or did he just swing at two people? No, the one helmet made contact with an, with another person's head, but they had a helmet on. They had too. a helmet on. Okay, and you can see the helmet in his hand, kind of almost come flat. Oh, he hit it with that much force. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, but he hit. He swung at two people, didn't he? Maybe, but I think the person that he made contact with, he made. Yeah, look it up. I I saw it on Twitter, I think, and um, that just showed how much force. Did he get any like? Oh yeah. Did you he, see, you see yeah. how flat it almost is? He that was significant. Like he. He put a lot in there. No, there's no there's no suspension. The league said, you know, it, it didn't happen in a game. It happened at a practice. So That's basically cool. if the Rams if the Rams want to do anything, it's up to them. Cause it was a joint practice with uh, I just watched the video. Who the Bengals. The Bengals. That's um, stupid. Which I think the fact that it was a joint practice, there's two teams involved, why shouldn't the league get involved? Right. I mean, now again, I'm kind of saying this because it'd be nice for the Bills to play the Rams with in week 1 without Aaron Donald. Right. Um at the same time, I think they're going to win no matter what. But that's just me. What the Rams? I think no, the Bills are going to beat the Rams no matter what, with or without Aaron Donald. 
I just That's a big dude. He listen, if if I'm if I'm a quarterback and I've got that man running at me with the ball, he gets near me, I'm just handing him the ball. But like, here you go, sir, don't kill me. Please just like like please. I mean, it's just I mean, Josh Allen stiffed on him. Last time we yeah. the Rams, stiff armed him down. That was such an interesting game. The last time they played, um, we won that game. We did win. In fact, you'll love this because we was it was a we were at the it was a a barn game at Bill's Bill Froman's. Oh, you went to the Mr. Barn Bill. I went to the barn I went for to the Colts one. game later that season at the barn. I that was was that a playoff game? That yeah, was that yeah. was a wild card game. I did not go to that one. I forgot where I went. But anyways, it was a bar uh, party at the barn. It's a great barn and. Buffalo went up like big early. Like yeah. they were up what? Um they were up by at least two or three scores, if not more, at halftime. Yeah. I mean, they went up early and it was one of those like, all right, you know, they score, they got a little closer. All right, they're getting a little cl- they're still gonna win. All right, they're gonna and it, I mean, you're getting to that last drive that you like, damn it, did they just take the lead? Like what the like yeah. we're not supposed to lose like this anymore. Right. But then, um, you know, that last drive, and there was that quote-unquote, uh, was it a pass interference penalty that gave us an extra play Maybe. on that last drive? Um, it was a legit call, so I'm sure. But it it was an exciting game. It that shouldn't was, have been an exciting game, but it was an exciting that game. That was Jared Goff still, right? That was Jared Goff. Yeah. This would have been... 2020. Yeah. No. 19, wasn't it? No. Was this the COVID year? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was before the COVID year, but whatever. It was actually, you might be right. It was the COVID year. It was the COVID year. You're right. Yeah, I went golfing after that game. It was. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was phenomenal game. It, it was, was. I loved it. You know. But and now we're playing the Rams again. Listen, this is this is going to be fun. This is going to be a great game and. Kudos to the NFL for putting what I think is going to be the uh, what I think is probably the most exciting matchup of the year. No, it's when we play the Chiefs. I think the I think the rose is off the bloom for the Chiefs. I don't think they're going to have no. They're our they're our biggest rival now, though. You know that, right? Oh, for sure. But I think we're just so up. I, I then again, no. maybe this is me getting a little <laughs> cocky. You got to beat the champs before you're the champs. But I, I just think they've beaten us four out of the past. Three out of the past four times. I I I think we we win. And speaking of um not twelve seconds, not fourteen seconds, but you know the seconds. I don't want to talk about this. Did you see the ranking of the hundred NFL top hundred NFL players? Yeah. Did you see where Josh Allen was ranked? Wasn't he like wasn't he like thirteen? He was he was that number that we won't speak. Tom Brady was one. Shocker. Yeah, which is bull crap. <laughs> um, He's going to be one until he retires. And I know the rankings were um, supposedly, you know, all these st- all these things, the ballots and everything were turned in before the playoffs started. So people are out there, oh, it was a conspiracy. They made fun of him. They ranked him 13 because of 13 seconds and yada, yada. Illuminati confirmed. But <laughs> come on. Like, he is not. There are not there are not twelve other players in this league that are better than him. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, he's 
He's, now, again, these are all coming from the players and whatever. I don't know. He, I feel like he's never gotten the true love that he deserves. He will when he wins the bowl this year. He will. In fact, I tell you what, if he plays even half of his half of the games like he played in the playoffs, he's got MVP wrapped up and he'll be setting season single records. Like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP again. They're not giving it to somebody three in a row. They will. Plus, Aaron Rodgers has no Devontae Adams anymore. That doesn't mean anything. It means a little. I think Green Bay's. You drafted up. him. You know that, right? I did draft him. I would love him to give him an MVP. <laughs> I think he's going to have a very good season. You're Don't kidding. get me wrong. I think Alan Lazard. Who did I draft? I think I drafted him in one of my leagues. Um, I think Alan Lazard is going to have a breakout season. And um, Valdez Scantling is going to have a breakout season. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a very good season. I don't think he's going to have a three-peat MVP. Hasn't he made it to the NFC Championship game like three years in a row? I feel like he's always— No, they were bounced out early last year, weren't they? Oh, yeah, because I made a bet on that. Yeah, because it, Fran- it was San Francisco, um, that, San Francisco, L.A. in the NFC Championship game. That game annoyed me. I was out celebrating my birthday— and I got so mad <laughs> at the restaurant. And can we talk about San Francisco? How do you go all off season, all preseason? We're going to trade Jimmy G. We're moving on with Lance. We're moving on with Lance. Jimmy G's not even at the facility anymore. You know, we wish him well. We're going to trade him. We're going to trade him. We're going to trade him yeah. too. Well, you know what? Uh, we're restructuring his contract, so he's going to come back, and we've given him a no-trade clause, and we— I think it's just a fail-safe if Trey Lance poops the bed. But uh, you can't come out and make those statements, those definitive statements, the way that you're making those statements, right? and still have that fail-safe. Right. I feel bad for Jimmy G. I do, too. I feel like he deserves more respect. I think he's slightly above average quarterback. I don't. I mean, if you looked last year, too, San Francisco ran the ball. San Francisco was a running team. Even in the playoffs, I mean, Jimmy G did not really throw the ball what? I think in his two playoff games, what, one was 18, one might have been like 11. Yeah, I mean, he did lead them to a Super Bowl this first year there. He did. He did, but again, it was a lot of running. And look what happened in the Super Bowl, though, when he had to throw 30-something passes, 20, like, high 20s, low 30s passes. They were winning for most of the game. Yeah, but they, it wasn't a high-scoring game. They were winning because of their defense. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Um, so, but I, I think he's above-average quarterback. Um, I do like the fact that they restructured it where they did say, you know, this way next year – he can look to free agency and try to catch on with a team that he wanted to. But I'd be okay with signing him. As a backup? Yeah. Absolutely. I'd be I'd be absolutely okay with having him as a backup quarterback. I don't know if he's gonna go for it. Do but we still have three backup quarterbacks? I don't know. Did they make is it's they, like six thirty, so did the Bills final roster come out? Can you look that up? Yeah. Um I'd absolutely love Jimmy G as a backup quarterback. I think Case Keenum's gonna be okay. But I think if if we're having any any backup quarterback for more than like three or four games, I'm going to be nervous and not excited. But um, 
No, I mean, if you're coming out and saying, yeah, we've moved on, 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 we're going to trade him, we're going to trade him, and then just, oh, wait. I don't know. That's, uh, that doesn't look good for an organization. But again, you don't want to give them away. And who knows? Maybe they still, maybe they feel like that gives them more time to trade him during the season where if somebody, uh, somebody loses their starting quarterback, somebody goes down. Um, I kind of thought maybe uh, the Browns would have made a run for him yeah. to fill in the 11 games. That's true. Yeah, we uh, we only got two now. We released Matt Barkley. Did we? Yeah. I was always thinking that he, even the last time that he got uh, that he got let go by the Bills when he was here as their backup, I thought he'd be at his point in his career where he'd come back as like a uh, a coach. I, like, I prefer Matt Barkley over Case Keenum, but that's my opinion. <laughs> I don't. I like Barkley. I don't. Again, I if either of them have to play. I don't want it to be for more than a game or two, but I think Keenum ultimately looks better. Even in that, uh, what was it, the Denver game where he played with a lot of the starting offense? Yeah. Um, or at least offensive linemen? Yeah. He didn't look bad at all. No. And he that, didn't look bad at all. That was a blowout game. And, I mean, you can't really take anything with the Carolina game because he's playing with second and third string offensive linemen against Carolina starters. Um, so he had zero time and I think it was, uh, I don't know if it was as similar. Who's their first game? Colts. Colts. Um, so we'll give the Colts some credit and just say the Colts made them look bad. Yeah, but we still won that game. But we still won that game. Are you mad that their, uh, 11 game or 10 game preseason winning streak is? I don't care. Exactly. I think that was the – and I get it. It's the media. It's preseason. you got to talk about something, but right. I don't care. I remember I was watching the first game and um, when we were playing the Colts and it looked like we were going to lose. And we're like, oh, we're going to lose against the Colts. And um, Steve told me, he was like, well, you know, the Bills who went to the Super Bowl four years in a row actually never won a Super uh, – who went to the Super Bowl in the 90s never won a they preseason game. They were awful in the preseason and, game. And then, like – He's like, so I'd be okay if they lost. And I was like, wait, continue that story, Steve. What happened in the Super Bowl? He's like, they lost. <laughs> I was like, exactly. So I don't care if they made it to the Super Bowl and lost all four because they still lost. Like, that, when people say it's like, well, the 90s Bills never won a Super Bowl or never won a playoff game or pro season, I was like, yeah, they never won freaking Super Bowls either. Listen, I. Now, here's a question. I, I tried to say this question at the match when I had the match uh, contestants in here for uh, their media day, and I kind of botched the question, so I'll ask it to you. Um, knowing and you, were, you weren't born for the 90s Bills, were you? No. Okay. So would you be okay with the Bills going to another four straight Super Bowls and losing them, but you know that within the next 10 years, at some point after that, they're going to win at least one, at least one, or would you just take your chances with how they are now? I'll take the chances now. I was going to say, because I, I... I don't I, feel like even if we win one, it's like, 
We won one out of the nine times we made it to the Super Bowl. True, but I'm thinking I can't me? go. I can't go through another four losses. I mean, let's see. I would have been in though in that Super Bowl run ninety to ninety four, right? Yep, and the first Super Bowl would have been January of ninety one. So you're talking. I would have been ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. And now I'm obviously much older. So if they went through four, I'd be let's see, I'd be. 42, 43, 44, 45. I don't think, me personally, I would get to that fourth Super Bowl because (laughs) I'd probably be like, you know, Larry, uh, after Super Bowl loss number three in a row this year, Bills fan Larry Monahan found passed out of a heart attack. Like, I, I, I couldn't live, I wouldn't be able to live through it again. Like, that would just. I don't think any Bills fan could live through it again. Um, even knowing, even knowing that the fact, like, all right, within five years after that, you're going to get one. I'd be like, you know what? I, I, I just can't. I'll, plus, I'll take my chances because I think this team is primed to win it two, three, four, or more. I feel like, I feel like once the Bills do win the Super Bowl, everybody's going to cry. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. I already told Vicky, um, whether we go down there, whether we go to a party, whether we host a party, whatever we do, wherever we are for the Super Bowl, when they finally win one, I'm gonna straight up ball like a baby. Um, in fact, she was telling she was telling me the story. Um, her her brother is an Eagles fan, lifelong Eagles fan. Yeah. And when they finally, he was at her brother was actually at the uh, Super Bowl um, when the Eagles won it, um, and when they finally won it. He like his wife was that he broke down like a baby and just started bawling, and she was telling me, "It's like, can you believe that?" He, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's I'm, I'll oh, yeah. be there. Like that's gonna be me. I'm gonna be. I don't care if I'm with, if I'm. I don't care if I'm by myself at my house watching the game with just me. I'm gonna be bawling like a baby, and the dogs are gonna be looking at me like, what's wrong? But I'm no, I'm gonna be like in tears." I can't I can't wait to be watching the Super Bowl and hearing like the last whistles go knowing that the Bills won and then seeing that red and blue confetti going down and the entire NFL is just like what happened <laughs> It's just it's going to happen this year. It's going to happen this year like if not if not now when like, We've always say that. No, but this is Listen, for me, this is the first year that I've probably said this since at least the 90s. Maybe there was like a 96, 97-year team where I'd I'd say like after the whole uh, four-year run where I'd say it's boom or bust. But this is the first time that I've said it since the 90s. If they don't win a Super Bowl this year, it is a busted season. I don't care if we get to the AFC championship. I don't care if we win the AFC championship and <laughs> lose in another Super Bowl. If we do not win the last football game played this year in the Super Bowl, in the 2022 NFL season, if we are not host- hoisting the Lombardi Trophy, I don't care what else happens. I don't care if Josh Allen throws for 10,000 yards Singletary and Cook both run for three thousand yards. Diggs has like seven thousand yards receiving. I, I I don't care. It's a busted season. 
it's a it's a terrible season if we're not hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Oh, could you imagine that parade? Oh, the city's going to shut down for at least three or four days. I know we were talking about this last year or last last week, but like. You know, you think about it, and it's like, oh, it's Buffalo in the middle of January, February. Who's going to come out? There will be people shirtless or butt naked out there. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Just. I'm sure. Butt naked on the street. And, like, it will be maybe two degrees outside. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Or colder. Or colder. But he won't feel it. Well, let's see, because the Super Bowl is what February is like it early February? Early February, so you figure um, it'll probably be. What do you think in the parade? Like a week after the Super Bowl, or do you think that that week? week. That week, um, it's probably like Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. That week, so you're talking early February. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm not going to lie. I'll be wearing Bill stuff. I'll be wearing a tank top. No. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be screaming my head off. I'll be cheering. I'll be loving. I'll be still be. I'll be crying at the parade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'll be crying at the parade. I'll be frozen layers crying. But um, I, no. I'm uh. I'm bringing the jacket. I'm bringing the hat. The like the sweaters. Boo! Mm-hmm. You know full well that some of those Bills players will not be dressed up. Like, oh, I'm sure for the one. I'm going. sure. Could you and could you imagine them stepping up on the on the steps of town of City Hall and be like, "We finally did it." I'm telling you, it's an emotion. I'm sure that's going to be like no other, and I'm really hoping to feel that emotion Dude, this this year. The city's going to burn. Ten day or no? We're at, we're at what eight days until the start of the season? Yeah, it's nine days till the start of the season. Um, this is a t- if anybody's wondering and you're not a Bills fan, this is a typical preseason buildup of emotions for the past couple of years. This is our year we're going to win, and then we start fantasizing about what the Super Bowl is going to be like and how we're going to celebrate. So, you know, this is a typical kind of just thing that most Bills fans do because we have high expectations. Well, I'm not going to during listen during the drought. There were no times at no point during that drought I was thinking this is our year. Well, no, no, this is our I, year. I, I, mean, I mean, like in the past, like few seasons. Oh yeah, yeah. Ever since we made it to the AFC Championship game, Allen's first season, the first AFC Championship game when we lost to the uh, Chiefs, that was almost like okay. This was fun. This was great. Cool. We weren't ready. This, we weren't ready. And it was almost like, listen, all right, is this kid legit? I think he's legit. Is yeah. he legit? Last year, let's be honest, oh, was Allen's coming out party. I don't. Oh, last gosh, year. Last, I cried last year. Oh, I did too. We're not talking about the end. But last year, though, oh all throughout the season, especially the way they started that season, you're like, this ain't. this is no fluke. This kid's legit. Well, we last, lost the first game. We lost the Steelers game, but then we came out and we destroyed. Just was boom, boom. The Steelers game, I don't know. We what also the hell lost against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, we didn't score a point. Okay, and we lost nine nothing. <laughs> was it nine nothing? Yeah. No, we got a field goal, didn't we? No, I don't think so. I thought we still at least toward. We lost to the Jaguars. If you look at those two, I mean. If we beat Pittsburgh, we beat Jacksonville. If we just don't, if Allen doesn't slip during the Tennessee game, we have home field advantage. We crush 
um, we crushed Cincinnati in the in the uh, second round in the divisional, and we beat the hell. Uh, I just okay. I'm gonna stop. Oh, I'm gonna stop. Oh, dude! All I know for a fact is when I saw the Bengals beat the beat Kansas City, I was so happy. I was so happy. See, I was, <laughs> and this is gonna sound horrible, and this this makes me sound like a horrible person, but. Vicky's uh, sister-in-law, his, her, the, her brother, who's the Eagles fan, his um, his wife is Wendy is a big time Cincinnati fan. Excuse me. And love Wendy to death. You know, had some great football conversations with her. Um, but she's a Cincinnati's fan. My team just lost in a heartbreaking way, and her team is going to the AFC Championship game. Cincinnati has not won a Super Bowl. My team, the Bills, have not won a Super Bowl. I'm looking like, all right, Kansas City just beat Cincinnati. Didn't happen. All right, L.A. beat Cincinnati. Like, the 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 selfish jerk in me is oh, like, you know what? I want I, I, I love you, your family, but I don't want your team to win before my team. I wanted Cincinnati to win as soon as we lost. Ah. <sighs> And, and I, I, because of my soul hatred for Patrick Holmes, speaking of which, <laughs> I remember when we were drafting for our fantasy last Sunday, I'm sitting there with my girlfriend and I was like, who do I pick for quarterback? She's like, well, what are your options? And I was like, oh, there's Tom Brady. She's like, yeah, don't pick Tom Brady. I was like, no, I wasn't going to. And then she was like, and I was like, there's Patrick Mahomes. And she was just like, well, what is he projected to get? And I was like, he's projected to pull big numbers this year. Um, and, uh, she was like, what would you get if you, like, you win this? And I was like, oh, about like $200. And she was like, is your emotions for Patrick Mahomes strong enough to possibly risk you losing $200? And without even a second thought, she was like, yeah, yeah, probably it is. And I was like, why did I even ask that question? I did not pick Patrick Mahomes. I got Mahomes in my other league, in the Park Camp League with Gross. Steve. I got Mahomes. I hope he breaks his ACL, not breaks, tears his ACL and PCL. I got him, was he a second round pick or a third round pick? I got him later than, he wasn't my first round pick. I got him later than I should have. I was picking fifth. I was picking fifth, so I was kind of caught in no man's land. Why would you pick him? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I did the draft, um, (laughs) I did the draft while clothes shopping. Like I, of course uh, you did. Of course I did. Um, I had uh, uh, I had an event to do, so uh, my wife won't let me go clothes shopping when it's something important anymore because I've got terrible. T- You've seen my taste in clothes. I've got terrible taste. So she knew I needed to look good. So we went out to a store, um, and I literally did the draft while in a clothing store. In fact, one, a couple of my picks I'm making in the changing room while I'm trying uh, nice. my my stuff out. But, um, no, I picked uh, Eckler with the uh, fifth overall pick. Um, so I got him as my running back. And then I think that's when I took on the rebound. I think I put uh, Mahomes on the rebound. I can't believe you picked Patrick Mahomes. That's, I did. Uh, I can't. I don't, I don't approve of it. I did. I had to. I don't respect it. It was either that or I could have picked, um, I think, what's his name? Uh, Lamar Jackson might have been available or he might have gone to pick right before me. But I just, you know what? After what happened with him last year, yeah, I I couldn't gamble. I couldn't gamble. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
But I did. Our our grades came out, and I got the highest grade. I got an A minus. So on your draft? On, on the draft grades, I think Steve got a uh, Steve got a um, B. Yeah, maybe lower. I don't know. I'll I'll check the draft grades out. And of course, and I don't know if you heard the story. And we'll this will be the last thing, and we'll get into our hot seat question afterwards. But did you hear the the um, Washington Commanders player, the rookie who got shot? Um, uh, let's see, it would have been Sunday when our draft uh, happened. Yeah, he got shot. He got shot at six p.m. or seven p.m. He got he got shot late in the day. Guess who didn't realize he got shot? Oh. Or maybe I don't know if I picked him before he got shot or I picked him after he got shot. But um, I picked him in the eighth round. Yeah, ninth round. I picked him late. Maybe the lead him later, like tenth, eleventh round. I picked him as a steal, and. In my Yahoo grades, it says, like, it tells you, for your grades, it tells you who's your biggest steal of the draft and who's your biggest, like, oops, like, where you messed up. Yeah. And he was my biggest steal. So, of course, after the news came out, I get people that are circling biggest steal and be like, yeah, great pick, Larry. Like, whatever. So, Hmm. but they are saying that this kid, and I I hope it's true just for the kid's sake, that he could play by the end of the year. I mean, I don't doubt it. I, I I could see him doing that. I mean, multiple gunshots, though. Yeah. I mean, that's... I don't care where they are. Multiple gunshots, even if they didn't hit any vital organs, that's got to be a that's, that's got to be something to get over mentally. That yeah, obviously that that would uh, yeah, that would not sit well with me. No, I mean, hey, if the kid wants to take a whole year off, get yourself right, come back next year. Right. Also, I, mean, I was gonna say Carson Wentz is uh still available for players if you want him. Eh. That's okay. Are you sure? Or Geno Smith. Oh, Geno. I'm taking Geno. Oh, dude, Mac Jones. No. Yeah. No. Guess, how, guess how much he's projected to get? Five points a game. 37. No. Yeah. Who are they playing? They're Miami. playing the Dolphins week one. Miami's going to light him up. <laughs> Miami's going to light him up. I love... He's a... Yeah. No. Yeah. Miami's going to light him up. I think it's going to be funny when the Patriots go, like, Owen a lot. Miami? Or Patriots? What? What are they talking about? I don't know. I'm going to see who has Tom, not Tom Brady, Josh Allen. Oh, I found who has Tom Brady. Who has Tom Brady? The morality team. Eh. But I want to find who has, of course, somebody has Dak Prescott. Eh. 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 <laughs> All right, with that, eh, we're starting our uh, hot seat questions. I'm coming in since we were talking Bills, Super Bowl. Question number one, Bills win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Would you Would you prefer them to win it in a complete blowout, like 50-60 to nothing, 50-60 to three, like just a complete, like, listen, from by the time – Halftime gets there, you already know there's no way like this this game is over type of deal. Or do you want that last second field goal, last second touchdown catch in the end zone? I want to be a blowout. Really? I don't I don't want to be like because I remember watching the, the, the Colts game and how that was such a close game in the wild card. I felt nauseous the entire But that's time. part of the like I want that. I want the I want the last I don't know if I want a last field goal because let's be honest, in Super Bowls and last second field goals, we don't have the best track record. No. Nope. 
Um, I don't want a wide right. I couldn't take that. But I, I want a last drive. I want I that last, that that Allen to Diggs corner of the end zone catch nope. with zeros on the clock. Like, just that's it. And just from a fan stand, can you imagine just the pure emotion that would come out of your body at that instant? Like, that would be like a feeling like no other. No, I want it to be a blowout. I, I could not handle the tense, the tensity of that. Don't get me wrong. This year, when they get to the play, when they get to the Super Bowl, if they blow out, they feel free blow out the team. But I want just that. I want to go on that ride for that game. Like I want that last second grab. Uh, I, I want that last touchdown at the end. That's just me, though. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Now, granted, I might not live through it because I might have a heart attack afterwards. But still, what a <laughs> yeah. better, what a way to go. Just don't just don't black out until you see the see the I was gonna say I gotta make sure, but like all right, is it confirmed? Okay. Okay, then black out. <laughs> all right. Question uh question two. Matt, what do you got? Um hmm. while you're thinking of one, I'm gonna give you kind of like a one A, kind of piggybacking off this. Do you think Bills won a Super Bowl this year? If they go back-to-back, does that second Super Bowl win, or even if they win like two out of three, three does that next Super Bowl win kind of lose a little more significance? Is it not Is no. it not as special? No, especially because we have the, the history of making four in a row. True. I True. feel like that's just, you know, because we have four redemptions, really. We, we got four, so go four and four? Yeah, like... We have four redemptions. Like, if you're like a team like Kansas City or something that hasn't made it to the playoffs and, or the Super Bowl in a long time, then they win it. Like, yeah, the second one is awesome, but, you know, maybe some people might lose some luster because, like, oh, okay. Or, I think the second one, at least from a fan's perspective, I think the second one is still like you're still there cheering. You're still, you still have that, but it's not, it, Maybe it reaches like ninety five. It doesn't reach like that ultimate one hundred. That like just right. that you got out of the first. I think the first is always special. Okay, I think fair. the first is always special. And damn it, they're going to get it this year. So that was like question one a. What do you got for or one b? What do you got for question two? Um, which Marvel Avenger do you most relate to? I'm not a huge comic book fan. You'll have to remember, like, Marvel, is that, like, X-Men? That Well, X-Men could be our, um, like, Iron Man, Spider-Man. Okay, so that that kind of deal? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not a huge Marvel fan either, so. Um, Which one do I relate? Like, which one do I feel, which one do I want to be, or which one do I feel like their personality encapsulates me? Either. Hmm. Um, I don't know, just because I, I said X-Men and it's the only one that's kind of coming to the top of my head and I'm not a huge, I'm not huge into the superhero drama or genre. Um, I'll say, I'll say Wolverine, I guess. The fact that he was, uh, he kind of tends to be, kind of tends to do his own thing every now and then. Um, he's an outlier. A little bit of an outlier. 
I don't know. I'll say Wolverine. Okay. Go to Hugh Jackman. Little Hugh Jackman. Uh, I'll probably go with, uh, gosh, what is his name? I just, Hawkeye. That's it. Is that? He's the bow and arrow dude. Okay. He's not an X-Man, though, is he? No, he's an Avenger. Okay. But, you know, he's kind of like quirky. He's just like a dad. Okay. If you ever watch the um, the X, the um, the TV show Hawkeye on uh, Disney+, Plus, his character is just goofy. He's... He doesn't take things seriously a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah. so kind of like the 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 soccer dad that got superpowers type of deal. He doesn't even have superpowers. He can just like shoot a bow and arrow pretty good. Doesn't he have like the 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 big wings and stuff? Like, can he fly? No, that's DC. Oh, okay. Different Hawkeye. Well, that one's like Hawkman or something. Oh, Hawkman. Okay, I was gonna say that shows how much or something. I don't know, but no, Hawkeye is just a guy who shoots. Bones and bow and arrows. Okay, all right. So he's like a he's like a big time hunter. Yeah, or he's like a Robin Hood. <laughs> all right, I get that. Okay, question number three. Hmm. Let's see what. Um, question number three. Oh, um, favorite classic Disney movie. Ooh, good one. Um. You know what? I always had a soft spot for Aladdin. I liked Aladdin. Oh, okay. That's that's old enough to be a classic, right? Yeah. Is that old enough to be a classic? I consider it a classic. I think that came out, what, early 90s? Yeah. Mid-90s? I'm going to say Aladdin. I thought that was cool. I, I'm a big Robin Williams fan, Great. so I like I like Genie. Um, I'll be honest, Genie and Gilbert Gottfried are the only voices that I can remember doing it. You did uh, Gilbert Gottfried did the parrot. Yep. Um. I don't remember any other actors that did the voices, but I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. It was, you know, it had a little bit of moments where it was kind of scary as a kid. Right. So I, uh, I I was always a big Aladdin fan. Fair. I'll probably do the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. That one's now, that the, old. Now, the, the cartoon Jungle yeah, Book or the, the live action no, one? the original. Beautiful. Jungle, based off of the book. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. going way old. Oh, That's yeah. like, is that 70s or is that 80s? That's going way old. I think it might be older than that. Uh, it might be like, I want to say 72. The Jungle Book. Okay. Yeah, I, that one is my favorite movie of all time. Probably. Uh, any... ni- no, yeah, 1967. Okay, so we're going way, way old. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, any like, who's the favorite character? Oh, I guess I like the the monkey. Uh. I forget was it Monkey Mogwai? No. No, um uh King Louie. King Louie. King Louie, that's right. Yeah. Now it's funny, did you ever see the Disney cartoon show The Tailspin? No. Which is it's it was probably, I don't know, the 90s, not mid 90s, it was a, a cartoon Disney's Tailspin. I'll be honest, it was a lot of the it was basically The Jungle Book, but <laughs> The Jungle Book, but um Doing like a uh, a plane service or like a oh uh, really like they had Baloo they had uh, King Louis or a, it wasn't King Louis but like Louis but they did like a, it looked like a lot of those characters that they took right. from they kind of transformed them and made them into like a, their own business That's type of weird. deal. Check it out, Tailspin. Tailspin. That was pretty cool. Okay, I will. It's an old Disney cartoon. Old Disney cartoon. But I, like I said, mid nineties, I think it came out. <laughs> All right. 
So that was question. That was three. Yeah. All right. Question four. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, I was gonna say you're looking up Talisman. There's a poster of it right here. Oh, is it next? Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely. Because that's Baloo. That's Baloo. Uh, there's Kit Cog Kicker. There's a couple different characters in there, but absolutely. Interesting. All right. Question four. Th- four. Question four. Yeah. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to kind of steal a little bit of yours. Um, what what uh, cartoon character? I'll say cartoon or sitcom. Cartoon or sitcom character do you most um, – do you think most encapsulates your personality? Or do you most feel like, like wow, that's me? And for me, I, I don't know if I said this before, but George Costanza from Seinfeld – I just look at it. I'm like, even the glasses. The I mean, I've gone totally bald, so I don't really have the hair on the side anymore. But do you have a really thick wallet that you sit on? I used to. I got rid of. The, I finally got rid of the the thick wallet. I gave my wallet a diet. But um, yeah, George Costanza. Even like my uh, my wife and I were huge Seinfeld fans. Uh, we've got all the DVDs. And uh, now that it's on Netflix, though, we watch Seinfeld almost on a daily basis. I oh, mean, I gone, love Seinfeld. We've gone through, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we've watched each each episode on all nine seasons at least a dozen or more times. Um, and she'll even, like, look at me. She'll be like, you're just, you're George. But, like, that's you. And um, she's just like Elaine. So it works. Maybe that's why we got together. But Maybe. Um so I'm saying George. Okay. What about you? Either cartoon or sitcom? Probably the Emperor from Emperor's New Groove. The the, the Disney movie. Okay, I was gonna say I didn't see that. Is that the one? Is it kind of like Emperor the the old book? The Emperor, the Emperor lost his clothes, or the Emperor's new no. clothes, or something like no. that. No, Emperor Emperor. His name is Cusco, and he kind of like gets like kicked out of his like palace and turned into a llama and like he has to get all the way oh there. yes yes he's, yes like, kind okay. of a little arrogant and like just a little goofy i don't okay. know i watched that movie once with a really good friend of mine and she turned to me and she's like that's you <laughs> <laughs> i was like I'll, hey, I'll take it oh absolutely all right so question four question five how are we gonna wrap this one up here question five this one's just gonna be a, a, this do you know what team Josh Rosen was just on. He just got cut by, was it the Cleveland Browns? Yes. Yeah, he just got cut. The the best QB in the world has just got cut again. Do you think he's got, he was given a fair chance? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he was given a fair chance. I don't know if he necessarily did anything to deserve more of a fair chance, but... He played he, like crap. He didn't. I mean, yeah, but on the Arizona team, they had nobody. Um, but whatever. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel badly for the guy. Fair. But because I heard he can be kind of like uh, not the best guy in the locker room. Right. Allegedly, I feel like we've been today's done the episode of allegedly. Allegedly. But um, I don't know. I didn't. I. I'll be honest, and I've said this. And I take I full responsibility for this statement, and I'm so glad that I'm wrong. I wanted the Bills originally to pick um, Sam Darnold, but then if they couldn't pick Darnold, 
I thought, listen, at least get Josh Rosen. Or especially especially at that point in the draft when both Darnold um, and Mayfield were gone, I'm like, listen, just pick Somebody. Rosen. Yeah. Pick Rosen. Don't pick Allen. Don't pick Allen. Don't pick Allen. Oh, I'm glad and you're, I'm glad, I'm glad I've never been more happy to be wrong in my life. Because at this point, if we would have picked Josh Rosen at this point, I think the drought is definitely in the 20s. Like, we're still talking about the drought. Yeah. But thank goodness we're not, and after this year, we'll be counting up Super Bowl victories. Okay. <laughs> Multiple Super Bowl victories. They're going to be wrapping up, racking up. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up there. Remember to check us out on Facebook at Stories from the Sidelines on Instagram. Leave your comments about any of the episodes. Um, also, send us some direct messages Leave uh, about future episodes that you want us to talk about, future things that you want to talk about. If you want to be a guest on our show, send us a message. Let us know. Um, and also, we're still looking to hopefully start our new match series. Um, I'm hoping soon. Maybe next couple months, we'll see, but we'll let you guys know as soon as we work some stuff out with that. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. For Matt, I'm Coach Larry. You come back next week for another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines.